Hello, my friends. Welcome to this episode of The Jordan Paris Show. Today, I'm sharing a clip of an interview that I did with a gentleman named Nicholas Giordano. He is a political science professor at a community college in New York. I was privileged to be on his podcast. He interviews great people like that I look up to, like Dave Rubin, Brian Kilmeade, Dinesh D'Souza, and so many others. And in this episode, I'm sharing a quick clip, uh, but I do encourage you to check out his podcast, The PAS Report with Nicholas Giordano. Of course, you can find it on all of your podcast platforms, wherever you're listening right now, I'm sure. And of course, this is just a small excerpt from the interview, so if you'd like to hear the full interview, you can check it out on his podcast. I will have it linked in the description of this episode. Oh, and one last thing, uh, Nicholas is going to be joining our program here as well, and I'll be sharing a conversation with him here. Now, without further ado, here is the excerpt from his podcast. I think it's almost handing them a victory if we get off these platforms in a cell. Well, there's a, yeah, I mean, there's a debate to be had around that. I mean, if in theory, there's a complete mass exodus, say there's zero conservatives on fascist book tomorrow. They're going to be losing a lot of money, I believe, in, in terms of their... Uh, Without a doubt. <laughs> y- yeah. Their bottom line is going to get hurt. It's going to get hurt. So there's that argument to be made. But yeah, just raising the white flag and, and letting leftists have that platform. Yes, that's a tough decision to make. I see what you're saying here, and I'm not really sure as to what the right thing to do is there. Yeah, and it's not only raising the, you know, the white flag of surrender, it's also the fact that I'm someone that's political scientist. I've been teaching, God, 15 years now. I love debate, open, honest debate. I let my students have at it. I'm not someone that censors my students. My students know when they come to my class, there is absolutely zero safe space. And I am someone that doesn't oh, mince words. I'm pretty blunt with my students, pretty I honest. I can imagine. So we open the debate up and we talk and I love the debate. If we're only going to liberal or conservative platforms, we're only speaking into the echo chambers. Now, I know that I'm never going to change the mind of a hardcore progressive, but I do like to talk to moderate and blue dog Democrats. I like to talk to libertarians and conservatives and Republicans. I like to talk to the apolitical people that aren't really into politics that just may want information. So if we only create these platforms for the echo chambers, you said something before that I think is absolutely right, that we kind of increase the division you do. going forward. We're supposed to be the United States of America, united being the important key word there. Yeah. How can we call ourselves united if we have to have all these separate platforms for different political ideologies and disaster for the United States? Yes. And and unfortunately, yes. So as you point out, I mean, creating these alternative platforms and, and leaving these other platforms, I think it does foster more division, not even withstanding the fact that already social media is in itself very divisive because what gets the most clicks, what gets the most likes, what gets the most comments, what gets the most views, what gets the most shares? It's that fiery hot take. And so already by nature, I mean, these social platforms are very divisive. Now you're splitting it up between conservative and liberal. Uh, Actually, I mean, I just hate to say liberal. I mean, it's really leftist, conservative and leftist. Then yes. And it's really, it's really only a short term plugging the holes solution, not even short term, but you're just deciding to go in a direction of division. But I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, these are the, these are hard philosophical questions. How are you going to unify? (laughs) I hate to use that word too, but how are you going to fix this, this, uh, this incredible 
uh, ideological division. I don't know. I mean, and science are certainly not enforced conformity, which Joe Biden and company is, and and leftists and these big tech platforms are are um, going for. Um, you know, where you're going to be shut down if you have a dissenting opinion, uh, and you're really not welcome here, and you should be uh, re-educated and put in re-education camps, and you're mentally ill. I mean, that's certainly not. Enforced conformity certainly isn't the answer. Um, so I don't like what leftists are going for. And I'm also not the huge, huge fan of what conservatives are going for in these alternative platforms, even though here I was a few minutes ago kind of endorsing that. Um, yeah, I just don't know. Well, we're in a weird place in time in our history. It's one of the points in history. You know, we see these every, every several years, we, every several decades. We actually see that we get more divided than we come together, divided than come together, divided yep. than come together. We just never had social media before, so we don't have a metric to gauge when do we come together. Now, President Joe Biden, sworn in, is the 46th president of the United States, gave his inauguration speech. And I'm not the biggest fan of inauguration speeches or State of the Union speeches. Of course, they're going to tout off and say, we need to be unified. We need to be a nation of one. You know, they're not going to say, well, I want to tell the other side to go to hell. I mean, that just doesn't happen. (laughs) It's one of those speeches that's very generic. It's very general. Um, Joe Biden came out. I mean, his speech was fine. I didn't have any issues with his speech and his rhetoric. But when we talk about unifying the nation, what we've seen over the last three weeks has been absolutely horrifying to me, where you have the media, you have the corporations, you have big tech, and you have a lot of Democrats and even some Republicans that are just simply demonizing 75 million Americans, calling them white supremacists, calling them uneducated, saying that they don't have legitimate grievances, they're domestic enemies, potentially domestic terrorists, comparisons to Al-Qaeda, comparisons to ISIS. Rhetoric like that is not going to unify us. No. It's not going to bring us together. Like, what the hell is going on out there? Yeah, you can't. And there was even, I don't know if you caught it, but in the beginning of uh, Joe Biden's inauguration speech, he's essentially calling Trump supporters white supremacists and then 20 seconds later calling for unity. It it doesn't, you can't, it doesn't really work like that. And so- what we've seen over the past two, three months is, is this, unite in submission to us. That's what it is. Just lay down, roll over, and, and, and die, and go along with all of everything that we say and everything that we think. And if you don't think the correct thoughts, then we can't unify. But you know, we, can, we can unify if we, if we all think the same thing. Yeah, the whole unite in submission to us thing, it's, it's honestly been uh, really disgusting. Uh, well, of course, it's a of great course point. President Trump won the election, uh, which he did. Uh, but if he officially won, then, of course, nobody would be calling for unity on that side. But. Well, it's obey and comply, and then we'll have unity. I mean, that's the message that's being put out there. And if we look at Madison's Federalist 10, we see where Madison directly argues you can't have a uniformity of ideas. You, you can't get people yes. to have this uniformity of ideas because it goes against human nature. We're all different. We think differently. We operate differently. We have different wants, different needs. We have different desires to different talents. And, and so the uniformity of interest just simply doesn't work, yet that's what we're being told. And when we're talking about unification, when President Biden comes out there and says he wants to unify Americans, I, don't, I haven't seen it. I wonder if you've seen it. Has he put extended one olive branch to the other side. Has he extended one olive branch to Trump supporters, to Republicans, and say, here's no, where a, we can work together? Yeah, it's just an empty, let's unify. Uh, so it's words 
that we care about now. Because remember, it was President Trump's words that everyone cared about, not his actions. It was actually a lot of people that liked his policies, but it was his words that people had a problem with. So Joe mm-hmm. Biden says all the right words, but his policies are absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's OK. Well, this is what I've been saying, too, for the past several months, that leftists are very, very good at marketing bad ideas and conservatives are very bad at marketing good ideas. Leftists are brilliant marketers. Well, they are, but they control the narrative. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of The Jordan Paris Show. Today was a quick excerpt from my conversation with Nicholas Giordano. Check out the full conversation on the PAS report. The link is in the description of this episode. Cheers.